podcast. Because I'm waiting for it to rain to clear piss out of my gutters. <laughs> I was just going to ignore the interruption this time. I don't know. Maybe I'll keep that one in there. <laughs> just really make people think on that one. Uh, well, Why is he pissing in his Midwest. gutters? Because the door opens up to the garage roof. Where am I supposed to be? The bathroom's way over there, he said, pointing eight feet away. Honestly, it's more environmental. It's more environmental because I'm saving on water. Because I don't pay to use water. I pay to dispose of water because that's how the country works. They get you going instead of coming. <laughs> Ayo. Wow. Go, both. Start this episode or not? I can't put it together. God, Tej is still on deck for one interruption before we even start. (laughs) God. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me tonight are the same two (laughs) friends that I have every week. The only two friends in my life, Schnell and Teach. How are you guys doing? I actually brought an additional friend. He is named Morgan, and he is the captain of his own ship. I thought this was going to be a really badass Dresden Files reference, but. you're drinking. <sighs> I am drinking, and I need to start. The I, room. I've owned I've owned the last book uh, in or the most recent book in the series for a couple of days now, and I've been painting dwarves instead of reading about wizards. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right podcast. Let me I've tell got, you that. I've got weird, <laughs> weird misguided priorities where it's just like I can't read about wizard. I'm painting my dwarves. <laughs> I it's. It's a it's a good problem to have, man. You would you would never guess that I am married to a female woman based on <laughs> based on the things that I enjoy. <laughs> that being said, though, at your wedding, the greatest you you gave the greatest wedding speech I've ever heard. At least the greatest intro to a wedding speech ever. Because I was heckled at my own goddamn wedding. <laughs> you were, and you put those hecklers to shame. Oh, it was so good. It was fun. You, so for those who weren't at my wedding, yeah, I was gonna say we should probably say what happened because <laughs> you're gonna bring it up. Nope, we're just gonna move on and never talk about it. <laughs> we're gonna pretend you like guys, that didn't happen. You guys all should have been there like five years ago when I got married. <laughs> no, so I stand up for the friggin' like you know the uh, the welcome. Like, yeah, the <laughs> welcome to dinner. I'm glad I could pay for all of you guys to eat beef tips speech. And as soon as I stand up and like get everyone's attention. Some asshole, buddy of mine I've known for years, yells out from the back, NERD! <laughs> so flustered, I'm just like, what the f-? So I just went, in my in my best booming like announcer voice, I went, my fellow nerds, <laughs> I stand before you to say, and I gestured to my wife, it can be done! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that was hilarious. Take that, wedding heckler. (laughs) (laughs) And he did. I'm falling on my chair here. Um, Yeah, I don't even remember how we got here. We were talking about rum, and then it pivoted to something else. Oh, you're painting dwarves and not reading about wizards, because Dresden. That's okay. I'm the guy who's still... I'm back on cold days, so I'm way behind, because you guys have been trying to get me to read the series for years, and about four months ago, I finally started, and now I can't stop. (laughs) Because it's fantastic. Yes. yes, this podcast wholeheartedly endorses the Jim Butcher book series, The Dresden Files. We sure do. Absolutely. And I, on the other hand, have started the new book. 
I'm not terribly oh. far into it. Okay. But... You liking uh, it? Page 30 made me laugh out loud. Nice. <laughs> it was really funny. God, I can't wait till I'm there, but I've got four books to go. <laughs> Get caught four up. Four books and 30 I'm... pages. <laughs> true, true. Four <laughs> books and 30 pages. Because I want to talk to you about that bit in the last bit where I like legitimately went, ha oh, damn, out loud, where one <laughs> character like just kicks another char- character in the chest, sending them through a yes. wall. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no better way. I'm excited way, to get there. No better way to establish your power level than by just <laughs> chest kicking the most powerful being in the room through the wall and going, "Yeah, what are you guys going to do about it?" <laughs> your move. <laughs> At your um, next job interview, give that a shot to us. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, job interview tips from the homebrew magic guys. Assert your dominance. I will. I will apologize though up front and then never again. The only reason why I'm drinking heavily is because uh, it's a two-parter explanation. A, I forgot to eat food this afternoon, most of the half of the day. So I'm drinking on an empty stomach. Also, we've already done this episode before. <laughs> we did this last week. But because of a technical issue, and I'm not going to call out Tej for fucking up everything. We don't Tej- know it was me. <laughs> We don't know but that. Tej may or may not have fucked up everything, so we have to re-record everything. And I, I delete my hard drive in my brain once a week, so you, I don't remember what we talked about. Well, in so his I'm, defense, you were also having rum that night too. So yeah, but it's I just had a, one, and it, I had dinner. I probably it's had, a magic night thing. <laughs> yeah, I probably had a had a casserole or something that I had to make. But anyway. Because we played, we played VDH then, and we played VDH again tonight, and we explained last episode or last week, I should say. <laughs> yeah, um, we're doing a lot of. Hey, did we explain what the <laughs> hell we're talking about? VDH is you. Who coined that? You or Teej? Yes. Okay, thought so. <laughs> uh, yeah, Video Dragon Highlander. It's when we play uh, EDH via webcam with each other, and we've been using Spell Table. Uh, we are going to be posting those up to our Homebrew Magic YouTube channel. Um, just a warning, very low production. It's just us playing fucking magic via webcam. Uh, we are not the command zone, but we have a blast while we play. And, uh, yeah, so, so we'll have those up, um, tonight. I played the deck we're going to be talking about later, which is my Mogus God of Slaughter deck. Um, Schnell, you played... I paid... Who's, like... Yeah, who's falling around? Dry humping their microphone right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was me. (laughs) Could Did you fall out of your chair? No. No, we well, didn't hear the we didn't hear the fatty grunt this time. <laughs> no, I'm 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 multitasking and I forgot that the microphone was on. <laughs> Fair enough. It still sounds like someone's breathing directly into their <laughs> microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's teach basically. Or a heart's yeah. beating. Yeah. Um great. anyway, uh back to the episode. Yeah, no. So so yeah, I played Mogus, you played um it's general, right? General Amba- Equatus? Ambas- Commander. Ambas- no, ambassador. <laughs> My god. Commander. Who's drinking me or you? Admiral <laughs> Ambassador Laquatus. Fourth Lieutenant Laquatus. <laughs> which is which is your mill deck, which actually was awesome both times we played. Uh it uh, was okay the first time and then I threw in just I threw in the cards that were within arm's reach of uh where we were playing and i added maybe five cards i saw two of them and the deck did way way better because as i was as i was saying during the game 
Uh, I built the deck probably six, seven years ago and haven't really touched it or updated it since. And the biggest problem it has is it can probably mill out a player if it runs well. And fast. Um, yes. Current current mill now has switched from target player overturns three cards to each opponent just flips half their deck away. <laughs> and, and that new aggressive non-targeting everyone gets to everyone gets to take some mill uh is a way way better tactic Tej ended up wiping me out a turn before i am maddening cacophonied with a trigger or kicker uh so that i could have <laughs> that was the thing i was doing the math in my head i'm like okay i can pay the regular cost and mill each of you eight i can pay the kicker for four more and mill Tej four extra cards because i had milled so much of his deck already well it yeah i mean i mean not, when when we it get was that almost not worth it against him when we get that video up everybody will see that really what was happening was you and Tej were playing against each other and i was just drawing cards in between yeah you were you were there because my my mana clump was was bad and then teach played two decks tonight. The first game he played Lathless and beat us in like 15 minutes. Oh my god, Lathless um, is up. That was yeah, that was due to an early game Dragon Tempest. Dragon Tempest is so good, and especially goes, with Lathless. Well, and it goes back to the advice that I always give to other people and never remember to do myself, which is main board enchantment hate. Always. Yes. That was always the first thing I thought about. Main board enchantment hate because that is what's going to get you. In EDH, in Standard, in Modern, there's an enchantment that's just going to wreck you, and you're like, well, I can't destroy target creature because it's an enchantment. Yes, main board enchantment hate. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that's, um, you know, one of the things that, as we'll talk about later about this Mogus deck, like it functions off of enchantments, um, you know, so that's one oh, of yeah, the nice things about solid it. solid enchantments, and you should change um, that. <laughs> uh but when you don't draw land you can't do anything and also um one of the first things i figured out after that first game where he had the um that enchantment in his opening hand was i need to put that black enchantment removal from zendikar into this deck because uh i can't deal with that i can i can deal with creatures all damn day in this deck but i yeah. cannot deal with enchantments the black card that everyone's been waiting 26 years for magic to put out you should throw in every single black edh deck you have agreed it's 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 a great card, uh, and we will get there very soon. Actually, when we talk about the new, the new Zendikar and uh, what's going on with that. But before we do that, since we've already rambled and gotten away with what we just did before this, what have you guys been up to? Uh, you know, over the last few weeks or so. Um, Tej, we'll start with you since it seems like your microphone's behaving again. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, between. Sorry. Between last week's recording, which no one's going to hear, and now, uh, nothing has changed, so I'll just go over what I did last time. Uh, and that was open a cold, not a collector, a set booster box of Zendikar Rising. And I gotta tell you, I'm really enjoying these set boosters. Uh, set boosters come with like 14 cards, I believe. Each one has a little art card in it, which is really useful. Um, I don't know, not useful so much as cool, but I was thinking useful because... Saying, it's real useful. For what? Decorating well, you. your house? 
I thought we were going to get into TGB bitching real quick. No. God damn it, art cards, Modern Horizons, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. No. Um, So Modern Horizons, uh, since you asked, Modern Horizons also had art cards in them, uh, but Modern Horizons art cards are all uh, 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 horizontal, whereas some of the... Landscape. I was going to say landscape, and I didn't know if that was correct, but it was landscape. Um, some of the Zendikar ones are not landscape. They are they are portrait. Thank you, Chanel. You're so smart. I have an art degree I've never used. <laughs> You're using it today. <laughs> Take that, student loans. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Anyway. Uh, some of the, uh, some of the portrait ones that I got are Wasteland, which I seriously considered for a while, uh, just using it as a proxy for a Wasteland, and I chose not to do that. Um, but I also got a, one of the Pathways, and then I thought, hey, this would be cool to actually use as a placeholder card, uh, if you, uh, sleeve or double sleeve your decks, you don't want to keep taking it in and out. Just shuffle that art card in there, and then when you draw it, be like, "This is this is the proxy, but I've got the real card here," and then throw it out and blah blah blah. Ah, yes, the the dual, the double lands. Yes, pathways. Yes. Okay. So when I was when I was thinking these they are useful, that was what was in the back of my mind. Um, but uh, they also come with at least one rare, but you can get up to up to four rares. And I think I said this last week, the box of cards will let you know like 30 <laughs> times. Foil in every pack, up to four rares. It um, is obnoxiously quick, printed all over that box. Quick question. What do the back of the art cards look like? As somebody who did not get a set booster box himself, do they have uh, a magic back on them? Uh, no. no. They've no. got okay. pretty much the same as the, the back from the Modern Horizons ones. Okay. Yeah, it's the name of the art, the artist's name, and then oh, the number that they so are. So if you're going to use them as a proxy, you have to make sure that you have sleeves that are not transparent at all. Correct. Correct. They have to be backed, yep. Yeah. Also, uh, some of them are signed, too. They have the, yes. the golden signature on them. Yeah. I completely forgot about that, too. So yeah, that's I think I got, I got one of those, I think. Um but I got. I'm um, super jealous of both of you getting getting to be able to open uh, set boxes, because as a quote unquote LGS, even though I'm kind of unemployed, phasing it out, seeing how things go because COVID. Um, right now, we are in a very very crappy situation because Wizards is going. Hey, uh, I know there's a set coming out next week, but we just thought we'd let you know right now you're not going to get it on time. Like, maybe not all of it, maybe not any of it. I got uh, about a third, slightly less than a third, I think, if I actually do mathematics, of the set boosters and collector boosters that I had on order from my distributor. Which, in addition to the last couple of months being problematic because my distributor lost their lawsuit, ACD, I love you if you're listening, as a distributor if you're listening, I love you, and I'm upset that you can't carry Wizards product anymore. Um, my new distributor, Alliance, you are god-awful. If you are listening, get your shit together. You are a <laughs> shitty distributor. You have screwed up so many orders. And game store owners uh, have complained about this as well because... Um, anyway, right now, 
<laughs> getting off trop uh, tropics, getting off topic and then back on topic. Um, with the production errors go or production issues going on because of COVID, uh, several game stores didn't get their full allocation of set or collector boosters, so it becomes much much harder for them to sell that product and thus stay open or stay afloat during whatever situation that they are personally going through because of COVID. Uh, just as of today, the day of this recording, uh, they just announced that um, Commander Legends will also be delayed until the 20th. So, because of all of that, I didn't get to open a single collector booster pack because all of the ones that I had gotten, I went, well, if anyone wants any of these, I absolutely have to sell them because I am deeply indebted to my credit card company for the amount of magic I bought, and nobody wants draft boosters anymore. So, because drafts aren't really happening anymore, uh, it's been it's been a pain in the ass that way. So, Nelson got my last uh, collect or set booster, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I just have to say thank you for the misty rainforest that was the box topper. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Did you get... Okay, so in collector boosters, you can get... Uh, up expeditions. to four rares. Yeah, you can get up to four <laughs> rares. Uh, you can get expeditions in the packs as well. Is that true for set boosters? I forget. No, I think no, that's just No, collectors, collectors I think. Okay, okay. Um, sweet. Anything else you want to add, Teach? Um, did you did you like what you pulled? I mean, so we talked about the art cards and like was it kind of was what's it in them, as but... fun to open the packs as Wizards yeah. said it was supposed to be with like the whole theme and story? Did you did either of you guys go? Hey, I wonder how all these cards are are linked thematically. Oh, they're linked this way. That's really cool. Did you have any of that experience, or did you just open the cards and go neat? Throw them in a pile. Open the next pack. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, Chanel. It I was tore neat. into him like a Neanderthal. <laughs> it was neat. Throw him in the pile. Open the next pack. Okay. There was. Yeah. I, I want to say the first five or six packs. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like trying to figure out how they're all tied together. And then I just didn't give a shit. I wanted to know what I had. So yeah, see, <laughs> it didn't I, last long. That was one of the things. If I had gotten my full allocation, I would have absolutely uh, recommended we do a pack or a box opening where we were all in the same, you know, video chat, whatever. That would be cool, yeah. And one of us is opening packs, and we all try to figure out what the theme is. It felt like a fun communal experience that we could have had, had Wizards not went, oh yeah, by the way, we didn't just, we didn't make what we were supposed to make. Sorry. Did somebody just drop a ping pong ball? No, that's my stupid cat. <laughs> so, got him. Hold on. Oh, that's fine. I was just wondering. I thought somebody dropped something. Um, yeah, no, I think that would have been a cool idea, Chanel. That would have been fun. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, oh, I know what it was. So Teej had talked about how he got a Wasteland uh, art card and how you know some stuff are you know come with sorry, a gold signature really on it. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also got a Wasteland full art card, and that was the one that I had that actually has the gold signature on it. So it's like oh, cool. the maximum fancy Wasteland um, yes. um, art card. But yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um, Chanel, what have you been up to? Um, well, I lost two games of EDH tonight. Uh, I was running Mill. That wasn't really well planned out, given the current meta. Um I have been reading every single argument for and against uh, Walking Dead Secret Layers, and I'm still not for them for multiple reasons. We're going to get into that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm upset now, goddammit. Um, 
No, I I just placed or I I placed an order. I received an order. Um, I went ahead and got the sleeves that I need for my uh, EDH jumpstart thing that I've been working on, so I can start oh, sleeving yeah. that up and getting that going. I I'm can't still, wait. I'm still missing the four commanders that I need. I'm gonna end up ordering them on online, which I hate to do. I'd much rather get cards locally, but right what do you now. Need? Uh, I need... I can get you a list. There's four of them. There's four commanders that have partner. Um, one of them oh, is... Oh, yeah, I don't have any. Oh, well... Moving on. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I forgot you were doing partners. I need to I need to interrupt you, but not be helpful. It's important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I need those four commanders. But I've got a pile of, like, 300 cards that I can start sleeving up and adding some basics to. And at least get the other 11... Uh, jumpstart commander. They're not actually jumpstart, but you guys know. But get those uh, 50 card EDH decks ready to go. Excuse me. So I've got the sleeves for that. I went with copper. Dragon shield ma uh, copper sleeves. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's what Which, I used to sleeve my um, Oro stack. Yeah. And I think that was a, uh, it's a good color. So I don't know how you guys decide what you're going to sleeve in. I generally pick based on, I think I always go with earth tones, quote unquote, which is a word my wife has used to describe the clothes that I wear. So just dark colors to hide their fat. and uh, That's what I do every day. <laughs> um, and I think every single time I go, oh, I use a lot of really dark sleeves. I'll go with something different this time. And I always pick pink. So all of my sleeves are like dark brown black, dark green, or just super bright pink, because my brain doesn't know that there's in-between steps. <laughs> and I think there is a psychology to what you sleeve your deck in, and I don't I don't know what it is, but I, I have two ends of a spectrum, and because I'm on the spectrum, I can't identify <laughs> where I should fall when I'm sleeving a new deck. So, copper for a cube, I think, is a very good... Uh, step outside of my norm except now that I'm saying it out loud I realize that I also have a cube that's done in copper but it's my unstable cube and that is so much fun to cube draft that is fun to cube draft I yeah. agree uh, awesome sweet well I have not done much I have not actually touched arena in forever um, just got burned out Though I have to say, some of the stuff that's in Zendikar really makes me excited to check out Standard again. Um, fuck Omnath <laughs> right now. Yeah, the uh, Oro, I was looking at the, the SCG stuff. Was a, near, was a near hit, but we'll get there. Yeah, someday. Um, SCG released their top 16 from last week. 15 to the top 16 was Omnath. Shocker. Um, yeah, shocker. I don't know. Kudos, kudos <laughs> to the one guy who wasn't running an Omnath. <laughs> right, no shit. You go, you go, way buddy. To, way to go against the mold and end up like middle of the top 16. That was a pretty, yep. good, pretty yep. good end up. That was nice. Uh, and I, too, opened a set booster box of Zendikar Rising in addition to... Um, oh, that's what we did. That was one of the games we played last weekend was we played the Commander decks. Um, you two played the Zendikar Commander decks, and I, I just ran the Catherall Aspect Warper. We already talked about that, but the file is unusable. Yeah. Yeah, those decks are fan... I've gotten nothing... They are amazing positive, out of the box. Positive responses from customers going, holy shit... 
Wizards has stepped up their pre-con game. Well, and, and it, it's funny yeah. too because what you can buy both of them for like thirty-five bucks, right? Well, that's what I've been selling them for. I don't know what that's what that's what's going on. And actually, um, the yeah. the professor from Tolarian Community College just had a video about how Wizards had better never sell a Commander pre-con alone for thirty-five or forty dollars again <laughs> because of the quality of these Zendikar decks yeah. and the fact that you could buy a pair of them for thirty-five dollars. Um, the Anawan deck is. I think needs the least amount of refinement just because they still give you kind of relatively basic mana bases and the the um what is it oburu obun 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 right there's two u's so yes. based on my based on my extensive three year Latin high school courses uh yeah it's obun uh yeah so being three colors the the basic mana base uh could definitely use some help but Tej still um got that thing firing off pretty quick chanel it was really fun to watch you run the anawan deck and then i ran the catheral aspect warper deck for my Coria just so that yeah. we were all running out of the box that's recent the only commander downside decks. is that they only made two decks for this it was weird that yeah. they they didn't do a full like five or even six well i think sets. the thought was the Icoria commander was commander 2020 and then this was zendikar excuse me zendikar commander and then we're getting two more with the Commander Legends release. And these these are the ones that are replacing the Planeswalker decks. But holy shit, they don't just replace them. They blow them out of the water. I mean, Planeswalker decks are pretty basic and boring and not full of anything except for the fact that guys on the internet sell Planeswalker deck cards for probably four times as much as they should be worth <laughs> because you have to buy the Planeswalker deck to get them since they're not in the main set. Yeah. But the, these pre-cons were awesome. It's a $15 card. you got to spend $15 to get that card. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I I already have an idea that um, I sent you guys the rough draft already, actually, because I was so excited of what I'm going to turn the Anawan pre-con into because I'm just excited to make it... Um, you know make a few upgrades and then really run with it i think it's going to be a blast um so that's cool i did that uh and as far as the the set boosters go like i was very happy with the variety of cards that i got um so uh, according to my tracker in the in in the main set even out of the set boosters i got 213 out of 280 unique cards so out of a 30 card booster pack uh, or sorry, uh, a thirty pack booster box. There you go. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, and I hit on some really cool stuff. I got a lithoform engine, which is neat because that's still sitting at like twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I got an Ashaya Soul of the Wild. That sweet green elemental, um, whose power and toughness is equal to the number of lands you control. Uh, I, I really want to put her in a lands matter deck. I, I got the Seagate Restoration, that blue mythic um, sorcery on one side, land on the other. Clearwater Pathway, Amaria's Call, Lotus Cobra, Craig, Craig Crown Pathway. Did you get new... regular Lotus Cobra or the Dios de los Muertos? Uh, the regular Lotus Cobra. I got both. Uh, oh, nice. I got, I got, I opened a single booster pack that had two Lotus Cobras in it. And I took a photo of it uh, to commemorate, but I believe I got a regular and then a foil of the uh, fancy art, which. It's uh, one of the few fancy arts that I actually like in this set is the Lotus Cobra. Oh, I love that. Didn't yeah, you, it's really didn't cool. Didn't you say you hated that one? I've come around. I've also been drinking. Okay. <laughs> oh. um, I also got Nighthawk Scavenger, which is great because I like vampires. Uh, I got yeah, that cool I, that I cool new Angel of Destiny. Foil, um, foil alternate Lotus Cobra, and a regular Lotus Cobra in the same booster. Confirmed. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I used to hate it. I've come around to it. I really like Lotus Cobra. It sh it, it it or Omnath should have been banned, not Guru. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like what you're saying. I don't think Lotus Cobra needed to get banned though. I think Omnath should be. But again, Omnath probably neither here nor there. See, they don't like to ban. Generally, they don't like to ban the main part of a combo. They like to ban the part that makes the combo super easy to like utilize. So they try to they try to indirectly ban meta decks by not knocking out the most expensive card, but by knocking out the parts that work with that card so much. Well, yeah, right, right. I mean, my opinion is the the reason that it's so complicated now and the reason we've had so many bannings and so many issues is because now they're designing standard sets with commander players in mind. So cards are just the power level of everything is going up just because <laughs> yeah. everybody plays commander. Everybody wants to get cards for commander. And, um, and we commander players are the worst. <laughs> yep. Yep, we are. And I will admit that. And I love it. Uh, I got a Drana too, which is exciting because I want to do something with this new Drana. And then I did oh, get a Ruin Crab and a half fancy Ruin Crab. He's not foil, but he's alternate art, so that was neat. Okay. Um, and then I got some cool, some cool stuff uh, off the list too. Uh, I really liked that idea. I think it's pretty neat. Um, I got the Constellation Anax, um, Cloud Goat Ranger, Grim Harvest from Cold Snap, Hundred Handed One from Theros. Uh, Kazandu Blademaster from original Zendikar, Puppet's Verdict, which I forgot was even a card out of Mercadian Masks. <laughs> um, oh, and a Monastery Mentor, too. I didn't even realize they Ooh. reprinted that, and I got a Monastery Mentor. That's a solid card, yeah. Um, and, I mean, these prices are totally inflated, but I'm looking at it right now, and TCG mid for Monastery Mentor out of the list is 23 bucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, which is... Crazy. They basically they have the same formatting as Mystery Boosters, right? That they have yep. the little icon in the corner. Yep, they okay. got the Planeswalker icon. Because again, yep. I didn't get to open any. Um, yep. I did. I think I pointed this out last time we tried to record this episode. So I'm going to bitch about it again now for the first time, technically, because a do-over that no one gets to see, or the original that no one gets to see. And this is the anyway. Uh, so set boosters have cards from quote unquote the list, which could be anything. Or, like, 300 cards that they like. So, set boosters have cards from outside the set. Draft boosters have or have cards that are only from the set. And I feel like they should have swapped how they ran draft and set boosters, at least the names of them. Because I like the concept behind the set boosters. I think that's a really neat idea. I'm glad you guys really enjoyed it. But... I would have loved to draft some of those just to get random throw-ins in a in a sealed format like that. Like like mystery boosters were so much fun to draft. I think they should have had those in draft boosters and set boosters should be just cards from the set that you're buying. Yeah, I think the naming's a little goofy. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a weird misnomer. Mark Rosewater, I know you're listening. Give me a call. <laughs> you've got he's got your number you probably got my you've, you've got my dci number so you know how to get a hold of me <laughs> um we are quickly approaching the halfway mark already and oh, yeah. i want before we get into uh the main part of the episode which is going to be you guys taking apart my 
well, I shouldn't say taking apart, making suggestions um, on my Mogus deck after we did the same for Schnell's uh, Brian Stoutarm deck. Uh, I want to talk about the secret layer controversy and the whole Walking Dead IP coming in and not being skins like the Godzilla cards, but being mechanically unique black bordered cards that are only available during the secret layer drop. Um, so what do you guys, I, I guess, what are your initial impressions on that? I know, Schnell, you kind of brought it up already. So Yeah, Tiege, go first. Okay, let's go Tiege. Um, okay, so uh, first and foremost, um, I am 100% against this product. Uh, for the the main the main problem that I have with it is the precedent we've set that uh, we can now just print cards for whatever format we want uh, uh, and make them only accessible by buying the the secret layer. Um, so uh, for for the for the Walking Dead, these are these are cards that are. Uh, legal and eternal formats, legacy, vintage, and commander. The only way to get them is through the secret layer. Um, so uh, they're expecting people to spend fifty dollars to get five or six cards. Um, they're only available for a limited time. Uh, if you miss out, it sucks to be you. Um, if there are only five cards, then we've seen all five of them. I, for some reason, keep thinking there's six of them, so there might be one yet that we haven't seen. Um, well, we've got Glenn, Michonne, Rick, Negan... And Daryl. Daryl. Oh, yeah, Daryl. And then, what, six, Walker, which are two two zombie tokens? Yeah. Um, so... Uh, my biggest, my biggest qualm is, uh, I don't like just being able to print, uh, 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 mechanically unique cards, uh, and just say that they're legal in whatever format we want them to be legal in, because at some point, who's to say, uh, that was kind of my problem with, with Modern Masters 2 at first, we're just gonna print a shit ton of cards and say they're legal in Modern. Um, who's to say that we're not gonna get a new standard card, uh, this way? Uh, like Nexus of Fate. Um, who's to say that I think from what we've seen so far nothing is terribly broken uh, with the Walking Dead cards. Um, but that's only because it's the very first one. Um, so who knows what they have down the line. They apparently already have like a ton of these already planned out, so we'll see what the future holds. Uh, one day they're inevitably going to, to, to mess up and they're going to print something super powerful for a format that everybody is going to want. Um, and it's just going to become a big shit show. So, um, yeah, that's my biggest problem with it. I don't mind that, they, that they're that they Walking Dead flavored so much because there's only going to be five or six cards. Not everyone is going to have them. Um, I know a lot of complaints are going to be like one day it's going to be like like uh, Rick Grimes versus Ronald McDonald versus Bugs Bunny uh, versus Powerpuff Girls in an EDH game and won't that be fun? Uh, and that's not necessarily a concern that I have, um, especially since it sounds like they are very well aware that these cards are 
might be popular and people are going to want to see magic versions of them. So if you like the abilities, but you don't necessarily like The Walking Dead, just be patient. You will get these cards eventually. That, that I think they're going to do. Um, yeah, it feels like, based on what uh, the most recent thing I read by Mark Rosewater, that they might do kind of the inverse of what they did with the Godzilla cards, which I thought the Godzilla cards were a fantastic approach to introducing additional intellectual property or yeah, IPs, as the uh, as the internet likes to abbreviate or abbreviate. Um, but yeah, we're going to get like inverted Godzilla skins of non-Walking Dead, Walking Dead cards, maybe, if people quote-unquote like them, according to Rosewater. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. You don't like that. Why don't you like that? I don't like that because getting a fundamental... like Because what are they going to do? Are they going to make a you know generic card that has Rick Grimes as the subset actual name of the card? No. He's or already... are we going to double up on... Are we going to get functional reprints of cards so that the people who went ahead and had the money to fork out right now for, you know the secret layers can just get an additional copy for their EDH deck or run eight of in a legacy deck for that friggin' humans deck thing that they're gonna, that Rick is gonna spearhead. Neither one of those. He's already clarified how this would work. Okay, um, go on. They would, they would just make the, the, the magic, the gathering equivalent of Rick Grimes with its own unique name. Okay. But in the errata text, it's going to say that this is the same exact card of, as Rick Grimes, and you can only have four of them. <sighs> so the one card, see, and and so your... it's a it's a clunky it's a clunky fix. Yes. See, I thought that, and I think I told you guys this. I thought it would be cool if they want to give us these Walking Dead cards. Uh, that's great, but already have the, the, uh, I called them pre-skins. I did talk to you about this. So. Yeah, which I would be on board with that. If they know Rick, two or three sets down the line, what card this is going to be. Yeah. The, and, and, just and, go, and, oh yeah, this is some weird thing you're never going to hear of, or you, you haven't heard of, but you will have had heard Um, of. like, um, what'd they do? Uh... What was what was the I'm blanking on Worldwake. Worldwake. Worldwake they gave us Eye of Ujin as a land. And it referenced Eldrazi, which is a word no one has ever heard before. And we were like, what the hell does this card do? It doesn't do anything until the very next set, Rise of the Eldrazi. Yeah, or or you could even go to um the what was it, Time Spiral card? Yeah, Flame of Ugin that talked about everything that was going on in Eldrazi, and it was just like, well, this is a weird throwaway text, right? And then, like, fourteen years later, no, not throwaway text, or 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 <laughs> um, contraptions. Yes. Well, okay, that was a legitimate throwaway, and they're like, yes. we're never doing anything with contraptions, and everyone went, come on, right? But the principle is there. I mean, imagine. And then he's like, fine, we'll do contraptions. Imagine the Walking Dead cards with Rick Grimes, you know, as as the name of the card, but just like the Godzilla ones. Underneath that is the name of a card we might not see for a year or two, but it's telling us this is a card that exists. We are planning on releasing it. This is just a sneak preview of what this one card is going to be. I think that would have been really cool. I think that would have been cool. At the same time, I would much rather have them go 
uh, combine that, but make it silver bordered. Yeah, make it silver bordered so it's only only a fun little like the My Little Pony thing that they put out. Yeah, where it's a fun little collectible, but it's not really legal unless your you know play group says it's okay. Right. And I was I was really really hoping, and I understand the uh, EDH rules committee not wanting to ban cards without like mechanically knowing that they're going to break the game but at the same time getting everyone to just sort of come together and go listen we don't like you doing this it's a weird precedent that you're setting and it's a very very slippery slope so if we ban it outright it will cut down on your sales and if it cuts down on your sales maybe Hasbro will go oh we won't force you to do this again because it was a flop the first time yeah Agreed. Um, so. Yeah, the poor, poor rules committee. Yeah, they were put they, in a tough situation. Yeah, they were putting a really shitty spot. To win. They, no. yeah, there was no win, but I feel like they took the worst option of just going. Oh well, wait, because right now, based on their based on their uh, release, I guess um, it sounds like they are still willing to ban them eventually, but they're going to wait until Wizards, or, well, Hasbro gets the uh, paycheck, so that Hasbro will be happy and will be more than willing to do this again, but then they'll ban them after the fact, so everyone who gets to shell out the money ahead of time can play with them for a little while, and then they'll ban them because they're a bad preset, or precedent, but Wizards will still have the enough financial backing to do this again, and then, like when they went, hey, Unsta- uh, unstable cards are legal for a month in EDH. Uh, I went ahead and built an unstable EDH deck. Never got to play it because no one else would let me actually run it, even though it was technically legal. But then I just had a big pile of sleeved up silver boarded cards that are useless. Wait, is that is that true? Did you actually yeah. build one that no one would let you play? Uh, yeah, nobody wanted to play uh, unsanctioned or un- unstable EDH. Wow, what a bunch of jerks! So would you guys okay? So here's here's uh, uh, I I understand both sides of this Walking Dead thing. I really really do. Um, but I I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that they will refuse to play games with with anyone if they see any of these cards. What do you think of that tactic? Uh, I think it's probably justified. It's kind of shitty for the people who do want to spend the money and get them. But at the same time, that. Just outright buying cards from Wizards feels like they are violating their whole we don't acknowledge the secondary market and this should be a collectible card game stance. Right. So they are taking a hard turn against that. And I think people trying to discourage that in efforts of getting the, you know, getting things back to quote unquote the good old days, I can understand that. If I paid 50 bucks and you wouldn't let me play my commander, I would be a little salty, but then I would go, yeah, fine, I'll just I'll just play Zergo Helm Smasher or something because he's the same colors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get why people would be upset about it, but I, I probably wouldn't care unless it comes to the point where, um, you know, I mean, we don't play, you know, CDH anyway, um, but if somebody's got a deck where it's just like, too much uh whatever that looks like i don't obviously we haven't seen these cards in action we don't know um but you know if if one of you guys had a deck like that then i would be 
you know, super fucking irritated to play against it. Um, but I mean, I know that I've got decks that I have that are super irritating to play against, you know, I mean, sure. Everybody has access to pick up any card that's in my Kozilek deck, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it. And it doesn't mean anybody likes playing against fucking colorless counter spells, you know? (laughs) Um, so I, I get it because I play decks like that. Um, my Atraxa deck when it works, um, is pretty fucking obnoxious because it's, Atraxa and it's Infect, and that's really obnoxious. Um, so, I mean, I don't think I would be... I think I would let it happen once, but if it became, like, the only deck people... You know, somebody was playing because it just doesn't lose, I would absolutely ask them to not play that deck anymore, you know, well, if it came to that. And that's that's kind of up to the playgroup as, uh, like, individually, right. because this is a, a quote-unquote... Like, I keep saying quote-unquote because I'm drunk... Um, like states rights versus you know government oversight sort of thing um red versus blue uh individual play groups versus what the rules committee decides right yeah your house I rules was, right i was going to bring up the fact that i saw a post on i think it was either mtg rocks my world or one of the commander groups that i'm in where somebody went hey uh, I built a $600 EDH deck, and my playgroup won't play with me. I just read that yesterday. Yeah, yeah same I was one. gonna yep. I was gonna bring that up because uh, that's kind of the same argument that Teach had uh, for or against um, the you know running these commanders, where your playgroup just refuses to play with you. Is that their right, or are they assholes, and you need to tell them to change? You know, that's, I, I I I think. I think that that has to be taken on like a case by you have to look at that on a case by case basis, right? I mean, yeah. again, was the deck given a fair so, shake? Like, you know, I mean, I'm the kind of guy where yeah, it's going to irritate me, but if you want to play it, like fine, we'll see how it goes, but if that's the only thing oh, yeah, you're ever I'll, bringing to the table and it's it just runs over everything, fuck that. I I no. <laughs> We're all going to play and you can just watch then. I will absolutely let somebody waffle stop me in EDH if it makes them happy that they built the most expensive goddamn deck. But I probably won't play with you if that's all you're going to play. Because I like to play EDH for fun. I have enough cards spread out over, you know, like a hundred friggin' decks at this point that if I wanted to build a tier one C EDH deck, I probably could. Oh yeah, you've certainly got the inventory for it. But I'm not going to because that's not fun. It becomes running a computer program where, okay, I draw and then I search and then I or I tutor for this and then this happens and then the game ends. No, I want I want RNG, I want decision making, I want random holy crap, I can't believe that just happened because that's what EDH is to me as a person. Yeah, that's how I like my EDH too. Yeah. If if I really wanted to, I could build top tier. But I'm not going to. I will happily let you play your Urza Stacks deck and just ruin everyone else's enjoyment of the game once. So that you get to play it at least a little bit because you bought the cards. And by buying the cards or collecting the cards or trading for them, you've earned the right to play the deck at least a little bit. But beyond that, I'm not going to just sit there and indulge you playing with yourself for multiple reasons right uh, yeah I, I agree i think that illustrates perfectly how i how i feel about it too 
So, um, you all you all made very 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 good points. Um, tell us why we're wrong. Well, I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong. I think. Oh, okay. I think you might not have understood the question I was asking. <laughs> did you ask? Did you ask a question? I did. He did. So imagine, imagine that I'm not talking about like tier one broken decks. Imagine someone sits down with their Michonne Ruthless Survivor deck because it's a uh, black green equipment deck, which is something that black green decks don't get. And this is the only card that deals with that. So they wanted to build a black green equipment deck, and it's being led by Michonne. How yeah. do you feel about somebody refusing to play against that deck because it's led by Michonne from The Walking Dead? <sighs> Again, I think I would I would play against it once, see what happens, and then, you know, if it becomes a pattern or it becomes problematic, then yeah. I think I would deal with it at that point. Um, every again, Chanel said, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna buy the cards, you're gonna invest in it. And th- again, this is just my opinion. Even though I think that particular product is terrible and sets a bad precedent, and I don't like how they did it, especially since we just went through Nexus of Fate, and that was the whole fucking reason they stopped making mechanically unique buy a box <laughs> uh, promos, and now they're doing it with this fucking shit. Um, and you can hear the irritation in my language and my voice. Um, <laughs> I'm still, even though I'm pissed at Wizards for it, if somebody's going to choose that way to spend their money and they want to play a game of Magic, like, when it comes down to it, Magic for me has been fun for over two decades. This game has been such a huge part of my life and my friendships. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I've known both of you outside of Magic circles, but also Magic is what brought our friendships even closer, and it's what got the three of us hanging out, you know, instead of separately, like in a group together. I mean, you know, there's just so much of my life that Magic has had an impact and played a part in. That fine, I, I'll give everything a fair shake. Um, you know, again, I know this is coming from the fucking you know Coslet Counterspell guy, so <laughs> I feel like I just have to give everyone. A, a, a fair shake but yeah. um that's how i see the game if you want to play it at least once and give it a shot sure let's let's play test it let's have fun with it let's see what happens but if it becomes oppressive where nobody's having fun playing against it and you're just being a dick about it then yeah no i don't care and we're either going to exclude you because you refuse to do something different or we're going to ask you hey would you mind playing something different so that we can all actually have fun here yeah. To actually answer Teacher's question, though, I am against people just saying, no, you can't play your cards. I will let anyone, like I said, I will let anyone play whatever it is they bought or traded or bring to the table, as long as it's a real magic card. You you will yep. get a chance to play yep. any real magic card. Uh, to the guy who keeps proxying all his stuff because he doesn't want to spend money, or even worse, doesn't want to move a card from one deck to another, <laughs> no, I'm not going to accept that because I have to move my cards from one deck to another, or I have to sleeve up my real cards. I'm not going to let you play hypothetical games in an actual event or an actual game because you aren't willing to make a little bit of effort or spend a little bit of money. If you don't want to run the card, don't buy the card. If you're going to if you want to run the card, buy the card. If you bought Michonne and you want to make that deck, play the deck. We'll see how it is. I will take the exact same cop out that the rules committee did and say, "Hey, we're going to address it when it becomes an issue in actual gameplay. We're not going to address the political sort of aspect of this 
and the, you know, again, the shitty precedent that it sets of mechanically unique cards. And Nexus of Fate was just a busted card regardless of how you would get it. It wasn't that it was only available through a buy a box. It was that it was instant speed, additional turns that always goes back in your deck. Yeah, no, I get that. Like the card itself it is was, broken, but again, I mean, that's just, just the most recent example of poor. Like, it was just a solidly of a mechanically overpowered design card. Yeah, but again, it's the most recent example of yeah. a mechanically unique card not available as part of a set. Right? See, not, I I will actually there's argue, a special condition I, to get it. I love mechanically unique cards for buy a box promos um just because it's it's an incentive to buy a full box as somebody who has tried to sell boxes for the last i don't know at least seven eight years probably more if you count the times that i didn't own a store that i just worked for a store um yeah getting getting magic players to buy boxes it can sometimes be like pulling teeth, but it's also the best and easiest way of moving product, even though there's not a huge markup on it. So when you are literally only making $10 on a $100 purchase and a player is still going, oh, no, I'm just going to buy the singles. I'm going to wait for you to open the entire box and then maybe pull what I want. It's just super frustrating. So trying to go, hey, hey, can, can I have $10 for my hundred and you know my several thousand dollar investment on magic boxes i will even give you this free card that you can only get if you agree to let me have ten dollars as a business (laughs) it is it is something that makes me very exacerbated and salty as a game store owner when players go eh buy a box promos aren't worth it i don't really care i'm just gonna get the singles later well, now I have to open all of these goddamn boxes, so I have to <laughs> I have to technically pay the time it takes to open and sort and inventory everything. When all I wanted was just ten dollars, can I have ten dollars? <laughs> just give me ten dollars. I spent eighty six dollars. Can I have ten dollars? <laughs> um, I don't want to <laughs> stop like the discussion that we're having, but I do want to make enough time. We're to gonna, actually we cover, are gonna blow through your mogus to cover in mogus like eight seconds <laughs> because we've um, already covered mogus yeah right no kidding so That's let's a just good point. go let's i've already there, i've already opened mogus god of super villainy which now that i've played against the deck is just a laughable title because it is such a shit deck because you don't run lands from what i've seen <laughs> Before, before we move on, I want to say now one more thing. Now my feelings hurt, and I don't want to ask Chanel if he has one yes, more teach. thing to say. Oh, right. the fact that it got boring four seasons in, and they shouldn't <laughs> use it? Well, that I disagree with, but that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. I will fight you on this! Okay. No, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not super <laughs> invested. I'm um, they they marked these cards as super flavorful in anything, uh, but I think they, 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 they kind of failed with the Glenn card, because... Glenn is a Glenn is a one three, which means yeah. he can't kill any zombie tokens. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But that three toughness means he dies to Skullcrack. <laughs> which spoilers? <laughs> spoilers. He died to Skullcrack. No. Okay. Now, asterisk. I am well aware Skullcrack doesn't actually target creatures. I just wanted to make the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a good joke. <laughs> 
It was a good joke. Fact. It wasn't the card, it was the action. Which Correct. on on the mechanics, I, I like how Negan is worded. Um I do want to build around him, and I do like this might be the first secret layer that I actually buy. Honestly. Because and I asked you guys before this, and I thought we were going to bring it up. Uh, Nelson, you have never bought a secret. You have bought a secret layers in the past, at least one, two, two of them, one of them. I bought one. I bought you kaleidoscope bought, killers. So you have bought a secret layer in the past. You are not interested in buying this one. Tej, you have never purchased a secret layer, and there and are not interested in purchasing this one. I have never purchased a secret layer. I am interested in purchasing this one just because if they're going to make it legal, there is the part of my brain that goes, hey. It's a magic card that you don't have and you can technically afford. Why don't you just get it? I'm like, yeah. shut up, brain. Yeah, that's fair. You're the Go worst for it. part of me. Yeah. Go for it. And I mean, the only reason I haven't bought a secret layer is because they haven't printed any that I, you know, desperately wanted. Well, and I don't, I haven't bought them because, okay, I haven't bought any besides the one that LGSs could get because I was trying to sell them. And yep. they went over like goddamn lead balloons, um, which that was that was great. Uh, talking to customers, going, eh, sec- "Secret layers kind of like cool here and there, but I'm not going to buy the one with fetches because I'm tired of I'm tired of wizards making so much money off of these stupid reprints." I'm like, but this is the one that <laughs> I could benefit from. <laughs> this is this is literally the only one that I could sell you, and you don't want to buy it. Nah, I don't, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. What is I don't even uh, remember what is what does that one retail for anyway? Uh, like two fifty or something? Yeah, hang on. Let me let me just here. Google secret layer ultimate <laughs> ultimate protection. No ultimate addition. Excuse me. Uh, the first one that comes up two thirty nine two twenty four two two fifty. 259. Okay, so, and I'm looking at the average price of those lands and that right now they're at 27705. So I mean you're still it's still a deal, it right? It is if you still need a deal fetches, and which no is, one wanted it. I've got like 3 or 4 left. I might in the future want one. Please. I just I don't have any I don't yeah. have any, you know. I want one except for, for Misty sure. Rainforest. I'll tell you that. I want one. I'm not going to buy it, <laughs> yeah. but I want one. Because yeah, you're true. tired of wizards making money off all these secret layers. No, it's because it's a lot of money. Can I have yeah, ten dollars? Right. It's two hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> I'll give you. $10. Yeah, do you want? I'll give you ten dollars if you want to give me one. Absolutely, I, I, yeah, I will. Damn it. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I mean, that's that's good. I mean, you know, I think we kind of hit it from from all the different angles, and obviously we everybody it, has so their own we feelings. Quit it. Hit it and quit it. <laughs> On to. On to Mogus. Yeah. Uh, so I will, much like Schnell did, I will put the uh, architect link to this Mogus deck that I need to rename, as Schnell so nicely told me earlier. I'm sorry, but you played two games, and he did jack all. <laughs> it was... No, he was setting up nicely in the first game, but then Tej just took over uh, way too quickly. The second game, he did absolutely fucking nothing. He didn't even get cast. All all I ever remember is the last game of Magic I've I've played. I don't remember <laughs> beyond that. That's fair. No, the first the first game, I was sitting decent with my board state because I had um, no mercy out. So anytime anybody was hitting me with anything, their creatures were getting destroyed. 
Um, I forget what else I had out. That's really all I remember. There was something else. <laughs> anyway. Just really, really just the no mercy. So this goes so back this to deck, my main board enchantment hate kids. Right, exactly. So this deck uh, has no creatures in it. That's the unique thing, right? I, um, you know, I had the idea of, for whatever reason in my brain, I wanted to build a jank deck around mind crank and mogus i don't know why um i'm sure someone's gonna tell me to take mind crank out of the deck uh um, spoilers i did last week we've already talked about this yes uh you know and and i'm interested to see you know what you guys think and then what people think when they listen to this uh and when they see the list there's some stuff that we're going to talk about um that's going to be pretty obvious like i think it i mean it happened while we were playing um there are just some cards in here that i don't know what i was thinking when i paired them together for instance uh everlasting torment uh, players can't gain life and damage can't be prevented but then i also have tainted remedy in here which is if any player would lose life or gain life that player loses life instead well it turns it off so it doesn't even fucking work so there are some things i know i have to change but before i did it i wanted to get a couple play play uh you know play test play in with it yeah um so uh, the second one I, did not go i would well, suggest so. i would suggest because i've got the uh the image of your notes from our episode that you know the last yep. episode yep. uh so with all the minuses and pluses i've marked the ones that are mine so teach you if you want to start us off with cuts and replacements and then once you run out or once you get to the green dots i'll take over with my cuts and replacements and we'll go back and forth down this list yeah, that's oh, great. Let's do to, that. Just to sort of streamline this. Um, let me pull up that list real quick here myself. Damn that's, it. that's actually a really good idea. Off, I'm gonna pee off the roof again in the meantime. Alright. <laughs> I'm not. I can wait ten minutes. <laughs> Alright. Um it's so cool. much room okay, So uh Liliana Vess. So uh I'm gonna start here um and say that that uh I mentioned that 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 this Mogus deck is similar to a deck I've wanted to build in the past, where which is basically just punishing people for playing the game. Uh, so a lot of my cuts and suggestions have to do with uh, cards that uh, uh, aren't punishing people for simply playing the game. One of them being Liliana Bess. Um, she's a tutor on a stick, and that's fine, uh, but she causes one person to discard, I think, uh, and then her ultimate yes. is something dumb. Uh, and she just doesn't <laughs> fit the theme of the deck that you're going her, to want to do. Her, her ultimate's ultimate not dumb, it's just you're nothing. never going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Put all creature cards in all graveyards into play under your control. So I don't get anything back from my own, but I yeah, get other people's creatures. You contribute but nothing good luck getting her to ultimate. Yeah, I, she's never getting up there in this deck. Yeah, so uh, Liliana Vest needs to cut. Um, it looks like I suggested Liliana Dreadhorde General. Um, you did. But I feel like that that was because uh, when you sent us this assignment, all I did was want to take cards out of your deck but not replace them with anything. <laughs> yeah, that was an off-the-cuff um, thing just because I, she was a better... It was the it was the each player sacrifices two creatures. Um, you know, plus if I wanted to, I could make zombie tokens and then draw off of them later. Later, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm... St- I, I, Better than Liliana Vess, I guess, maybe, but not really. So don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I'll take her out and put another fucking land in the deck because after go. that second game we played, Honestly, 34 that lands might be is not enough. the best call at this point with only 34 <laughs> lands. And I think last time we went through this, I commented that you had enough ramp, and then I watched the deck play, and you don't. No, my curve is really low, but 
the the access to lands that second game was absolutely brutal. It was, it was abysmal. Yes. Um, yeah, okay, perfect. So I think, uh, Tej, you had the next one too, right? Last yeah. Laugh was not one of mine. No. Oh, Chanel, you well, said then. Last Laugh. Uh, right. Yeah, Cut Last Laugh. Which which one is Last Laugh? Uh, whenever a permanent other than Last Laugh is put into a graveyard from play, Last Laugh deals one damage to each creature and player. When there are no creatures in play, sacrifice oh. Last Laugh. Yeah, that one's just dumb in this deck because yeah, you're not contributing to the number of creatures usually at all. So when this card does what it's supposed to, it just sacrifices itself. So it is an overcosted sorcery at best. Yep. And I think I re- I recommended Dark Suspicions or Teej recommended Dark Suspicions. No, you recommended getting rid of Dark Suspicions. You recommended adding Furious Rise. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Dark Rich. Suspicions was one I think both of us recommended. Both of you said I should cut Dark Suspicions. But yeah, Furious Rise. Oh, yes, yes. Now I remember. Furious Rise, at the beginning of your end step, you've controlled a creature with power four or greater. Exile the top card of your library. You may play that card from exile as long as you control it. Because Mogus is probably going to be a creature for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and he's indestructible, so he's going to stick around for a while. He triggers And he's a 7-5. Yeah, yeah, he triggers turn. this thing every single time. So yep. you're getting just extra card draw in black and red, which you rarely get. <laughs> right, and uh, really need. solid extra card draw. Yep. So, yes. Yep. Agreed. Um, um, and then, yeah, you both suggested cutting Dark Suspicions, which is an enchantment for 2-2 two and two black. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player loses one life for each card in his or her hand more than you have in your hand. Yeah, because you just sprinkle discard in a little bit. But that's yep. that's one, like, like Mill, if it's not the main theme of the deck, you're just being weird about it. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually the one that Teach suggested I replace with Dread, which I thought yes. was a great idea. Yes. A fantastic idea. Teach, yes. do you have that card pulled up right now by chance? Dread, yes. Dread is a 6-6 six, yeah, six wh- or 3 and 3 black uh, with fear. And whenever a creature deals combat damage, or whenever a creature deals damage to you, destroy it. Uh, and when Dread is put in your graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into the library. Um, this is just any time a creature deals damage to you, destroy it. It's a deterrent for people attacking you. Uh, it, 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 it stops, you know, just incidental damage from creatures. Uh, it really makes people have to think twice about the actions that they are taking in the game. Uh, and that's kind of the direction I think this deck needs to go in. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Punish, I think I need to not Punish be... them for taking advantage of the fact that you only have the one creature. Right, the and, two yeah, creatures. and it's it's okay to have, you know, it's like, okay, be more open to having actual creatures, you know, in this deck. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, something that we that we talked about. Um, cutting, cutting Havoc Festival, I recommended. Yes, yes you did. Uh, because, again, Havoc Festival, if I scroll down to here, uh, players can't gain life, which, honestly, again, if unless you're up against a life gain deck specifically... It's kind of weird, and against those decks anyway, you kill them with commander damage. You just want to stop them from getting their uh, Felidar Sovereign Wincon. Um, but at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses half his or her life rounded up. This is going to make you a huge target and get you wiped out before it has a chance to actually take anyone out. Yep, because you're true. on exponential decay, which, yeah, you're going to knock everyone down a lot, but you're not really swinging in and wiping people out with creature damage. So you don't have the support to go along with this card. You're just singling yourself out. So 
Uh, I had two follow-up suggestions for additions beyond this. Um, Rampaging Ferocidon, which is, what, a three-drop? It also yep. shuts down life gain, and it hits people, or it hit uh, for every creature that comes into play. Yeah, it deals, uh, it deals damage. Yeah. So it, it, again, punishes them for playing magic by playing creatures. Um... The other option for throwing a creature in this deck beyond your commander, I had Xantia, uh Sleeper Agent. I really yeah. like that one. Yeah, that's a great yeah. ad for this deck. Because it it sows discord amongst your opponents, and it makes you less of a target because other players can benefit off of this card that can't hurt you. So you're throwing a creature out amongst the other players to hit each other because she can't swing at you and any player can activate her ability to uh, what draw a card uh yes yeah so throwing in rampaging ferocidon to shut down uh, uh certain archetypes which again was the reason why he was uh, banned in standard because he really clamps down on two different archetypes which is fantastic to do and then xanta just because she's fun flavorful and helps your deck a lot i'd say because again more card draw in black and red you're yeah, and a lot of that interacts with everybody on the board uh, yep. with her ability. Uh, Teej, you hate damage yeah. doublers, I see. Yeah, Teej, you took the next two out. No, no. What did you cut? <laughs> I don't hate damage doublers. I just hate these damage doublers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You uh, hate dictate... you hate communal cards. <laughs> Dictator the Twin Gods and Furnace of Wrath are both two similar cards that basically say if a source would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals damage double that damage to that permanent player instead and i don't like them because this affects everybody including uh uh you nelson and your opponents if their sources are dealing damage to you you are taking double damage i suggested replacing them with uh, uh torbrain as one of them uh which says if a red source you control so this just affects you would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent that opponent controls it deals that much damage plus two it doesn't necessarily double the damage uh but when you've got a lot of little ping effects uh, uh you're doing more damage um you're doing actually a, a triple that damage and speaking of triple the damage i also <laughs> suggested using fiery emancipation because sources you control do triple damage. Yes. Why not? You only. Yes. Gotta hit that yes. card. <laughs> um, but and this is so where bad. this is where I had to point out that uh, it reminded me of a post in Magic the Gathering Rocks My World um, oh, yeah. that I had to share with you guys last week <laughs> oh, because yeah. this Poor was just what, the fucking uh, yeah little Alan Lee. Um, <laughs> So if you're listening, Alan Lee, and this was your post, we're not sorry, because it's literally the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. So this guy this guy posts to the group, and it says, anyone ever been in a EDH game? So that's the first problem, right? Uh, where an opponent has this going on, laughing, crying face, and it's 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 Torbrin, and it's Heartless Hit Sugu, and then it's Heath Ledger's Joker with his thumb on the grenade pin when he's saying, let's not blow this out of proportion. Uh, and so I take a screenshot of it and I send it to Schnell and Teach, and I'm like, so you're going to lose half your life plus two. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't not, understand what are, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. You're not taking everyone out. You're just, you're adding two. Yeah. You're shortening the game slightly more than you would with just heartless hit Sugu. You know what? 
uh, rules committee, you need to ban those two cards, and then we can talk about the Walking Dead. <laughs> right, there you go. They are too busted. Losing <laughs> half your life, plus, plus two? two? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> half um, plus two, God. Half, half plus two, yeah, so that was just ridiculous. Talk about power creep. Creeping up by two. <laughs> Schnell, I think you had this next cut, right? It was oh, yes. one of my uh, one of my pieces here. Yeah. So I know you built my the deck pieces. based on your commander and mind crank, but if you're not gonna use mind crank for a mill deck, don't and even that you don't even deal that much direct damage. Well, I figured, you know, a lot of people are gonna be just taking the two from Mogus, yeah. or there's so other ways to do damage. Two each turn. Big hey. friggin' whoop. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, not really, because you're giving them more hit points. True. Because um, <laughs> and I've already decided I am going to take Mind Crank out of here, and I'm yeah, going to put that fine. in Anawan. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the re- the recommended card instead was uh, Last One Standing out of Battlebox. Yes. Because it's a three-drop board wipe where you choose a creature at random and then just destroy the rest. And the reason why I think it would be great in your deck is not only is it color thematic, uh, but A, there's always a chance you pick your commander and then, you know, you board wipe your opponents. Or you leave one random opponent a single creature on their field and then you board wipe everything except your commander because he's indestructible. Yes, sir. So this is a card that never hurts you and almost always just messes with your opponents and resets their board state while you're working to build up your enchantment and artifact collection. Yeah. So, yeah, cut Mind Crank because it's mill without a mill theme and add Last One Standing because it's so weird and cheap and fun. Um, Yep. I like I like yes. that suggestion a lot. And actually, you had the next one too, right? Uh, no, actually, no, this one is me. Palace. Oh, this Palace is a Tiege. Cutting, yeah, yeah. Culling Palace Siege was on my list, but Tiege got to it first. That's right. Yes. Uh, Palace Siege is an enchantment. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you choose either cons or dragons. Uh, cons at the beginning of your upkeep, you return a target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, which is the ability you would never choose in your creatureless deck. Correct. Uh, which means the only reason you would be running it is dragons. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. And I don't like that card. Yes, every opponent is losing the life. Uh, but, again, I feel like this deck should be um, punishing people for doing things. And just sitting there having an upkeep isn't enough doing things for me to justify running this card. So uh, I su- I'm going to suggest another creature here in its place, and that is Fate Unraveler. Uh, Fate Unraveler is uh, uh, Underworld Dreams just in creature form. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Fate Unraveler deals one damage to that player. Um, is, that, is that Born of the Gods? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, plus, you have you have the 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 uh, War of the Spark Obnixilus in there, which also does that, right? Uh, I do. Yes, so, sir. That's three effects. That's three effects of whenever an opponent draws a card, they're taking one damage. Um, and it's always good to have redundancy. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, people are drawing extra cards all the time. So um, those Annoying, cards are going to do a lot more work than so, yes. Palace Siege is going to do. I like that. I think that's a really good um, suggestion there. 
next up, we have Cutting Your Maximum Fancy Fires <laughs> of Invention. The only Maximum Fancy card in the deck. <laughs> yes, and for those of you who don't know, Maximum Fancy means it is not only alternate art, in this case, border uh, extended art borderless, uh, it is also foil. So it is oh, I guess my Mogus max- is Maximum Fancy, though. Yeah, I, I have the recommendations to cut him as well. But Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fires of Invention... Uh, during you can only cast spells during your turn, and you can cast no more than two spells each turn. Uh, you can cast spells with a CMC equal or less than the number of lands you control without paying for them. Yeah, that's cool, but not in this deck where your curve, as we've said earlier, is pretty low. So cutting yourself down to only two spells to try and cheat stuff out into play isn't helpful when you could probably just cast two or maybe even three things each turn with the amount of three drop and or three drop enchantments and two and one drop artifacts that you have that would be if i ever draw land yeah if you ever draw lands (laughs) to cast things but i mean yeah cutting yourself down that you can't vampiric tutor at the end of somebody's turn because you're uh, limited to your turn not being able to terminate something when it swings at you or yep. Hero's Downfall, or any of the other creature kill at instant speed. You're you're sacrificing that ability to cheat stuff you don't need to cheat. So Yeah, I agree. That's got to be a cut. Yeah, so uh, instead I have recommended here Chandra, Awaken Inferno, which, despite Tej's, uh statement just previously of punishing people for having phases, uh, her emblem of losing life each turn, putting people on a clock, I absolutely love. Uh, but other than that, she's she's a solid planeswalker to throw in here. Yeah, I and like her in here a lot. It gives you, yeah, with with her plus and minuses, not looking it up, just remembering off the top of my head, it gives you a little bit more uh, viability. Um, I also have, because the way your list is formatted here, uh, Kroxa, Titan of Death's Hunger, as an alternate, uh, I think I put it as an alternate commander, just because yeah, I wanted uh, you to... Did. I wanted did, to eliminate. Wanted to I wanted to eliminate all of your maximum fancy cards. I do love the look <laughs> of your Mogus, but I don't think you should have fun or play it. Um, <laughs> um, a legitimate enchantment, though, to throw in beyond that, captive audience. Yeah, that was a really good suggestion. Because too. yeah, it's a little bit more pricey, but it's something you give to an opponent, and it it hurts them while helping every other player. So, despite being a little bit more costly uh, CMC wise, it makes you less of a target from everyone else that one per uh, one player who gets it is going to absolutely hate you but they are also putting their life down to what four and giving everyone else zombie tokens uh yep yeah so i think that in this deck is absolutely thematic just punishing them by giving them permanence that give everyone else permanence or giving them bad bad card choices so yeah i agree i like that suggestion too what do you got next Okay, so the next card on your list here says uh, that I told you to take out Revel and Riches, which is 100% true. You did. Um, See, and I was going to, honestly, when I was putting up together my lit, putting up together, God, I'm drunk. Um, I I was going to recommend you put that card in the deck, and then I saw that you already have it in the deck, just because it's an alternate win con, and I've seen decks like these just sort of peter out with... Are we okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> no, don't leave it in. <laughs> the world needs to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've seen decks like these 
just peter out before they they can actually get the kill in. So having just an, a straight up alternate win con, uh, I think would be beneficial, and probably you'd be able to get it off more than you wouldn't be able to. Whoa. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I agree with TJ's explanation of what he did last time. Why it should be cut. Yeah, I totally understand both sides. Like, it's easy for me to dump cards into the graveyard, uh, whether it's it's edict effects or you know um, wipes that I have um, through certain means. But I, I do agree, TJ. I think you had a good point. Um, why you think that it should be cut, or why it should at least be considered to be cut? It's just yeah, you don't have you don't have control over it. Uh, whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you get a treasure token. That's a that's a decent effect, but it's not one that you have control over. Uh, especially in a deck where you're not your main strategy isn't removing creatures. You have creature removal in it, but you're you're not your main strategy isn't taking care of those creatures unless they need to be. So all that all you're doing is getting incidental treasure whenever someone else dies. Now the 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 um uh the why am I blanking on this term? Alternate win, win condition. The win con, yes. Yes. Uh, the is is useful to have. Uh, people might not see that coming, and it's useful against certain strategies, but you're not really punishing people with this card in the way that right. I like this deck to do. Yes, it's right. good, but not super thematic, is the argument. Yes. Yeah. So your little your little paper here says uh, that I told you to replace it with Exile into Darkness, and I don't think that's true. Because no, I did. I looked at Exile into Darkness, and this card is awful. I don't think well, I we would ta- ever recommend you it. playing this card. Well, do you have anything else then? Nope. Because I'll take. I didn't just make it up. I think you did. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, half no, of the bag was, Chanel last week. No, no, that was that was one of the random ones that I threw out there. Just because. Oh yeah, because Teej, you didn't have replacements for everything. That's yeah. what it was. This was one oh, Chanel okay. threw in. Yeah, I had um, I had several options for cards. Yeah, and I I believe this was one of those. If there's absolutely room in it, because it's an additional edict effect, it is limited and it is a little bit costly because it's a five drop sorcery. Target player sacrifices a creature with a CMC of three or less, which on its face is pretty shitty because most edict effects are you know what two three mana. Um, but this one says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have more cards in your hand than each opponent, you may return exile into darkness from your graveyard to hand. And with the deck list as is, there were a moderate amount of uh, opponents discarding effects. So this is one that you could potentially get to cast three or four times in a game. And you're not going to obviously target the opponent that isn't going to have to sacrifice something for it. So this was an optional. Right, that's right. Throw that's in right. if there's room for it. Uh, the ones that I absolutely know... Uh, nope, then we have... I'm uh, sorry, the next one is uh, Tej's card. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, was getting rid of Tainted Remedy, Remedy for yeah. the reasons we talked about before. Because, it just doesn't work Because you put in this two deck. cards in the deck that cancel each other out. Yeah, they turn each other <laughs> off. It's pointless. Uh. <laughs> it's stupid. So then additional cards to consider throwing in there. Uh, right of the Raging Storm, which is kind of like the Zancha, where it it's an enchantment, but it gives your opponents creatures that can't attack you. So you're just sort of sowing discord amongst your opponents and giving them opportunities to swing at each other. Or Leyline of Combustion, uh, which is the red Leyline that uh, obviously, like all Leylines, if it's in your opening hand, you can just start with it and play. But anytime your stuff gets targeted, you are dealing damage back to them. 
So it puts it gives you a little bit more defensive position with this deck, which for a bulk of it you don't seem to be very defensive. Because I mean, you only have a uh, seven instance total, and one of them is a tutor. So you've got six straight up just answers to things. So people have free reign to kind of mess with your board state and your you know cards in hand and everything else up until that point. So the leyline is just add in added incentive for them to not dig with you while you're trying to uh, win the game. Yeah. No. I. Um... I agree. I like those those suggestions. And I like a lot of the ones you guys suggested to cut because, you know, you kind of have a once, you know, a certain mindset when you're brewing. Um, and then once you've actually opened your eyes a little bit and heard input from other people, uh, you know, it helps you to see places where you can, you know, gain efficiency yeah. um, and make, make better choices, um, um, you know, put in smarter stuff. Cut winds of change and put in another land. <laughs> <laughs> Because again, you're getting land screwed. Winds of Change is fun, but it just messes with people. It doesn't actively do anything. Yeah, I mean that's a good point too. That could definitely be a cut uh, for something as simple as a land. Uh, again, I've got as far as ramp in here, I've got Talisman of Indulgence, or that's more mana fixing, I guess. Helps and ramp a little bit. I um, no, that's I'd consider that ramp. That's ramp. Soul Ring and Rakdos Signet, and then a Commander Sphere, but that's it, and then I've got 34 land, so yeah. I've already seen how badly I can get just completely knocked out of a game um, and just unable to play, which is no fair, no fun. Nobody wants to play Magic that way. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about just looking at ways to increase mana efficiency as well. Um, but I do like, you know, maybe adding in a couple creatures, uh, you know, maybe cutting Lily on a vest for a creature or a land, um, you know, tainted remedy could be cut for a creature or a land and kind of, kind of seeing what that looks like. Um, obviously mind crank, I think is, even though it was one of the things I had in mind when I had the idea for the deck, I think it's a fair cut. I think it does work better in a deck like Anawan where you're actually actively looking to mill things. Um, that was just a goofy ass interaction janky thing that i wanted to make work uh and i don't think it does consistently enough to you know keep it in here so i i appreciate that um you know and like i said i'm gonna post the deck lists um i'll probably post in the in the show notes too you know what you guys suggest we remove and what we add um and then you know um like i did with uh brian Stoutarm in the leave a comment section underneath the actual deck list on architect i typed up all of the ads and subtract Ooh, yeah that's that's where i'll put it it'll yeah. make more sense there than the show notes so i'll, I'll yep. do that i'll put it in the comment section architect um i look forward to figuring out what those changes are going to be and then um anybody who's listening that wants to make a suggestion you know maybe you guys have some some ideas for cuts or or ads or maybe you want to justify something that's in the deck that somebody said should be cut uh you know feel free to leave your comments um on architect on this episode wherever you listen to it from or you know on our facebook page or whatever um and check it out because i think this is a really fun segment i look forward to being able being able to do this uh continually as we go along i think it's a cool exercise um i know it helps me with my deck building because you guys brew decks differently than i do and play a different game uh than i do so it's fun to see kind of what you guys think and then try to incorporate that um into how i build my decks so this one was a huge departure for me i've never built a essentially like a pillow fort deck uh without creatures that i'm just buffing myself with enchantments and then you know reducing the amounts of attacks and creatures that are coming at me with things like crawl space repercussion um no mercy you know things like that where you 
you pay a price for attacking me. So it's it's a lot of fun, um, and I look forward to doing uh, the next episode on this whenever Tej finally finishes um, <laughs> the commander he's working on for it's his. Yeah, for his um, finish making your deck so we can tell you what, what you did wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let us bully you, <laughs> you idiot. Um, but that being said, I appreciate all your guys's input too, and I appreciate everybody sticking around for a little bit of a longer episode this time. I think we covered some some really solid stuff. Plus, it's been you know a couple weeks, so it's good to be back uh, in the groove and just talking magic with you guys. Um, so to all our listeners, thank you once again, as always for tuning in and listening, please make sure you tell a friend rate review and subscribe, leave us some comments. You can find us on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio. I just got an email. Apparently we're on Amazon music now. I didn't even submit our RSS feed to that. Take so that, Bezos. if, if somebody else did, thank you. Otherwise Bezos get out of my brain. Um, uh, and we'll be back in a week until then. Don't drink and scry. What up? I mind. I hope. Oh shit! We almost lost it. Yeah, I hope the audio turned out on this one because whatever I said last time was a great joke, and I don't remember it. (laughs) I don't remember it either. I will tell you so that we can use it again in a different episode. (laughs) We'll stage the jokes for the first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) But um.